Party time, Mom. We are here in the Mothership Studio 22. Puppet Master Mark sitting over here at the helm flying this starship. Hello. My brother! Candice, queen of the Ethiopians. Girl, let me tell you something. You got a hole in your jacket. I like it, though. T. Diddy. T. Diddy. The Tim D. Donato. I wish they would bring back that clothing line. 1791. 1791, because that's some cool stuff. The Glenn Beck's clothing mm-hmm. line. Best pair of jeans. Glenn Beck's had his hand in everything, but like $175 pair of jeans. I'm not. I think it was 125 I think you were right. Yeah, it was something like that. Not too bad, but it was like all made yeah. in America type outsourced from America. I want my jeans from Japan. They know how to do <laughs> denim. Yeah. I just dress like the mannequin at Forever 21. <laughs> I have a pair of jeans in the cleaners right now getting a patch put on the hole. No, you're not. The, yes, they're right now today. Don't, don't do that. Where's the hole? It's like right here. I don't know. In the it's not even on the knee. It's like above the knee, and I'm like, can y'all patch that up? Yeah, I'll do it. Don't wear patch your jeans, James. Here, here's what I want to talk about today on this podcast. I want to talk about men. I want to talk about men, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't shake your head at me, bougie. Don't shake your head at me. I want to talk about men. You're a man. Tyson's a man. Yeah. Tyson Pfeiffer's sitting over here. Bougie Sean, Party Foul Steve, Mark's in here. Candice is surrounded by the testosterone. Not mine because I don't have any left in my body. I'm 46 years old and I'm depleted. There are <laughs> women out there that have more testosterone in their body. I'm all estrogen at this you point. Spread way too much testosterone Listen, out I got, there. I got, a, I, got a, I got so many women in my household, I'm in cycle with them. I'm telling you, I got a mother, I got a mother-in-law, I got a wife, I got three daughters. It's trouble. I, I'm depleted, man. I'm depleted. If I shave my legs, the hair wouldn't come back. I believe that. I've seen your legs. Why yeah. would you shave I'm your telling legs? you, they're thinning out. Every day I look in the mirror and I'm my dad. I'm my father, man. I'm starting to look like I do things. I got the mannerisms. Do you do that? Yes, I do. I'll look in the mirror and, I, and I'll get it. I'll have that brief moment of that's my dad. Yeah. Even though you were overmothered? Yeah, I was probably overmothered. Yeah. No, there's no probably to it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no probably to it. You were too. Yeah, well. I'm I don't gonna, know my dad. We're trying to break stereotypes. I don't know here. my daddy. Why, d- dude? Why you got to step in like that? Why you got to step in like that? Sorry. That's messed up. I do know my dad. He We're talking a, about mothers. He was around. I want to talk about men. How do you? How are? How, so we talk about ta- toxic masculinity. Talk about living in the age of Me Too. Um, we have all this crazy stuff. Like there was a tweet that came out. Bette Midler. Remember Bette Midler? Yeah, she's crazy. Leftist, nuts, blonde-headed lady. I kind of, you know, wind beneath my wings. Yeah. Anyway, rings a bell. A terms bit. of endearment. Okay. What, yeah, what? I know who you're talking about. Was she in that? I don't even know. She's an actress, right? I don't think she was. She is she, she a comedian or an actress or both? That was Deborah Winger and Glenn Close. Yeah. No, no, that was Meryl Streep. I don't even know. I don't care about. I don't like women. She's all of that: comedian, <laughs> actress, singer, wind beneath okay. my wings. Yeah, she's. Um, so, Bette Midler. See see how irrelevant she is? We don't even know. We don't really yeah. care. But she's somebody. Anyway, so she's crazy. And she came out with a tweet about Leanne Tweeden. Now, Leanne Tweeden is the woman who did the USO show. She went over with uh, Al Franken and was apparently sexually harassed. 
there was the picture that came out where he was grabbing her, pretending to grab her chest while so she they was were on an airplane in or the something? airplane, and she okay. was wearing fatigues, and she was wearing you know the body armor and the helmet, and she was asleep, and he had his hands out there like that, and then of course she had some other accusations for him. Well, then this picture has emerged of her wearing lingerie with her exposed breasts. Okay, and so Bette Midler basically came out with a tweet, and I'm paraphrasing that said she deserved it. If that's what you're asking for, that's what you're going to get. Norm McDonald, comedian Norm McDonald, Saturday Night Live, Norm McDonald came out and said, you know, look, that's, you know, you're, you're crazy. I mean, this is dumb. You Just because somebody's done something like that, you can't justify that kind of behavior around. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's what the whole Me Too movement is built on, is, you know, you've got these people who rather you can't take advantage of someone just because they've worn something provocatively or they've been in, you know, some thing. You can't you can't just Yeah, use that's that. two different yeah. instances. You uh, can't use that as an excuse. I mean they're separate if, if I run into Elle McPherson, I'm going to think of her on in Sports Illustrated nineteen eighty five and I'm gonna think of her in Playboy 1992. But anyway, that's that's what I'm but I'm not going to bring that up. And we're not going to have that conversation. Page 72. I'm not going to do the things to her physically in her presence that I did to her in my mind when I was in college, but that's the that's a whole other deal. And I'm sorry, mom, it's party time and I'm staying horned. So just relax. I'm just we're talking about men stuff here. Yeah. Man stuff. This is man stuff. Hey! This is man stuff. But that's the thing. You can't act on those things, right? So so that's the deal. But these days, these days, things are taken so far to an extreme, you can't flirt with a female. Now, we're married. I'm talking about single guys, right? You know? Yeah. You can't I think f- even as a married male, we still flirt. Our wives do. I've seen uh, yeah. I've seen your wife flirt with. I do it, too. I flirt. I know. You guys I are in a competition. Yeah. You guys are constantly. If you, Shabuji Shaughnessy, you I, guys. I love. I love the opposite sex. So <laughs> I like to talk to them. I like. We to, know. You know. We know. So, uh, yeah, I, I've seen you guys in action. It's like y'all are trying to outdo each other. Yes, like who we, can outflirt we we when y'all got public. But that's that's what y'all do. Y'all are married. Yeah. You've been together twenty years. Yep. Y'all knock yourselves out. Um, it's it's fun. Y'all are crazy. We take way. it home and take it out on each other. So. Okay. Oh, it's going to be one of them hey. episodes, Candice. Yeah. Hey, Candice, like queen of, of the Ethiopians yeah. over here. <laughs> this, ain't about, this ain't about men. Oh, boy. How? Right, on to the next. <laughs> Here's what I want to talk about, though. This whole thing, like, like, can you imagine? Okay, okay so let me, let me paint a picture for you. Social media, all this stuff, like, it made the world smaller. Absolutely. Used to not know people. There were strangers in the world. It was good to have strangers in the world. Now I have complete strangers that I don't know. I don't know them. I don't. I don't know their names. I don't know. Where, I've never interacted with them. Are telling me on social media how to live my life. Like they want to jump on here and tell me I need to do something different. Or, you know, I had a lady that told me that I've become an arrogant little. <laughs> you know, because of whatever. And I'm like, look, I, I'm just out here running my mouth. I'm I'm, I'm mostly arrogant. I was going to say, some days you are arrogant. I'm a reasonably uh, big a- okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's it. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, when you look at something like that, you have strangers putting input in your life, right? Uh, all the time. used to be great when, when you just had to go out into public and interact with people. Remember those days? That was great. I feel sorry for young men these days. Like, you used to be able to go out to a restaurant, go 
to a bar, go to a public place, go to a church function, whatever, and you could meet someone, ask them out because you were attracted to them because you had gotten to know them a little bit. Can't do that these days. You can, but people don't do it. I was going to say they don't do it. Everything is online, whether it's a dating website or it's a social media deal. So now your group of girls, what are we going to do Friday night? Okay, we're going to go here. And then they go out like a pack. And you can't break into that pack. You can't do that. You can't cull one out of the herd. You can't do any of that because if you're not part of their pack, they're not letting you in. It's either that or if you don't know, if you just don't, these young men that are growing up now, they don't know how to interact interact with that uh, group to cull that one out of the herd so they yeah. can get a date with them. And let me just tell you, when the boys go out, there are no girls trying to cull any of you out. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're not doing that because it's girls' night. Yeah. You know, like Quinn Patterson, our buddy Quinn Patterson talks about the whole, you know, the girls go, the little huddle up in the bathroom. They're like, okay, now you're going to do this, Terry, you're going to do this. And Becky, okay, Terry, you're going <laughs> to, <laughs> you know, so they, they, they give each other assignments on how they're going to, you know, protect the pack. Let's Candace, see. are we close on this at all? No. Sort of. Social media's messed it up, right? I'm, I'm not. You track- don't know. I'm not You've never lived life without social media, so what, you don't know. What goes on in that bathroom with a group of girls? <laughs> Party foul wants to know. <laughs> I want to know. Party foul it's not, demands. It's not that I've only been in the woman's bathroom when no other women are there. So what goes on? <laughs> That's a great plan. <laughs> that was at a quick trip, and I locked the door behind me. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, it's hard to be a dude these days. Right? It's yeah, hard you got to keep dude. your hands to yourself. Because we live we live in a day and age. But yet you've never figured out how to do it, Steve. Nope. You never figured out. We live in a day and age where the objectification of, of the female body and sex has thrown at us more, thrown at men, thrown at culture more prevalently than any other time in history. These aren't the days of the, of the JCPenney catalog where they were selling lingerie. Then it went to Victoria's Secret. Now you have online pornography, which is problematic. You have everything from from car commercials all the way down to how you're going to eat, what which brand of Doritos, what flavored Doritos you're going to eat. Sex is selling everything, but yet you're told you're told that if you even make some sort of an advance, I'm not talking about harassment or abuse or rape or something like that. Those are serious accusations. But these days, if you make an advance towards someone of the opposite sex, you could be accused of sexual harassment. What do you do with this? How do you live in this day and age? Is everybody just going to be celibate? I'm going to be that old grandpa that's going to be still catcalling people. Hey, girl, come here, girl. Come here, here, sugar. (laughs) Come over here. Come sit in my lap. (laughs) Hey, mommy. When you're an old guy, can't you get away with that? (laughs) My grandfather, my late grandfather, who I I miss him dearly. I'm a lot like him in, in many ways. Uh, He'd go into Waffle House and order a $2 cup of coffee and tip her $15. Tip the waitress $15 if he liked them. Yeah, because yeah, he smart. got he got in there and he, he had a good conversation flirt. with he, a know, female. And, hey, girl, hey, darling, hey, come here, girl. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole thing. And, and, I mean, he was innocent. God, he was 80 years old. And she probably talked to him just, oh, she loved just right, so she was going to get so, a big tip. So Jade will tell you, my wife will tell you, if, if I'm sitting in a Waffle House, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm in the— 
restaurant or whatever, I can always tell. Like if I'm if I'm having a good time, you know, we're sitting there, we're having dinner or whatever, and, and somebody comes up and I got old Nelda. You know, Nelda tells me about which toe she got taken off. <laughs> Uh, it, it was, she works at the Waffle House and, and she talked about whichever surgery she just had left and they keep taking toes off and every now and then she put her, pull her foot right out of the deal. Well, I'll tell Nell, I call Nelda baby and darling and hey girl and hey honey and all that stuff. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not cat calling Nelda. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being sweet to Nelda because she understands that's the language. And people say, well, uh, well, is that sexist? I don't know. It depends on how you determine sexism, how you define it. Me, I'm just being sweet to a lady. I'm, I'm being, it, she, she loves it. She enjoys it. We have a good time. I always think it's funny because, you know, you go into a restaurant and you have a waitress that's, you know, they call you sweetie or baby, the older ones. But every now and then it'll be a young one that'll say something like that. Yeah. And is, is that just the way they've grown up? I like or it. It's not, it's not necessarily in today's. Culture, I do it but all the time. You know, somebody said, thank you, baby. I'll say, thank you, baby. You know, Jade, Jade will tell you right now. She knows. Uh, somebody, we have to talk to somebody, thank you, baby. I don't care if it's the teller at the bank. Yeah. I'm not objectifying them. It's just a Southern colloquialism because, you know, back when I did Unapologetically Southern, that's one of the things I said. You grew up in the South, people get used to hearing darling and deer and, and, and baby and honey and all these things. And it's not, we're not objectifying you. It's just something that people say. It's just yeah, a some, colloquialism. Somebody or, said that to me in New Orleans the other day. Somebody said, thank you, sugar. And I said, whoa. Sugar. You just, you just sugar me? Brown sugar. And you okay. liked it, though, didn't you? I, I, thought, I thought for some I was like, that's kind of sweet, I, actually. I always think it's cool. I mean, so. Sugar. Mm. I, look, I, look. okay, so I'm I'm extroverted. I'm flirtatious. We all know that. I mean, well, you're flirtatious. Yep. We, I mean, you're flirtatious. You know, if I go out, if somebody comes up to me at the show, they they meet me. Usually, I'm gonna hug their neck. Now I can tell if they don't want that. Okay. Yeah, you can but always. People, you can you know, always. You know, it's body language. Somebody comes yeah. up, and I have women all the time. You know, they come. I'll hug their neck. You know, I'll shake their hand if that's what I feel like I need to do. I'll give them a sidearm hug. I'll hug them full front. I don't care because I'm not trying to objectify you. I'm just being sweet to you. The I, I notice that like at the shows, the the ladies will tell you what. No, I want a real hug. Yeah, they do. And they'll. Come right out and they'll grab you. you right on the butt. Yep, real hug. They, sure they want will. the plumbing to line up. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's exactly true. And but, I, always, I always try to do a side hug because I want to be respectful and well, I don't want anybody to accuse me of something that's yeah, not. Because you probably took a Viagra three hours yes. earlier, and, and that's weird, man. Like <laughs> locking stay horned. Yeah, locking key. So yeah, stay horned. No, I. But you're right, uh, Tyson. Talk about that. Now you're a single dude. Yeah, you're out and about. You're living on the road. I'm working it. Yeah, I, I, I want to know where is this Waffle House located with the, uh, the Nelda? Missing, oh, I tell the you, down in Burleson, man, down there where we live in Burleson, it's our local Waffle okay. House. Nelda, she she was off for like nine months. She was working at another location. Then she came back over, lost two more toes. I got it. I got to go see her. You got to meet Nelda. What's her What's her footwear? She'll what tell you jokes. She, 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 she just wear a t- like open comfortable tennis shoe. No, uh, no, no, no. Okay. She didn't drop a butcher knife on him, did she? she? Pull out, no, she's got the diabetes. Diabetes. Okay. Oh, okay. Got the diabetes. Got and so they had to take a toe. She was born and, uh, diabetes. She'll show you. She's like, oh, I took my toe off, and I'm trying to eat, you know, double brown, scatter smothered, and covered with, you know. <laughs> Keep the sausage links. With, yeah. <laughs> got it. You know, I just want my grits with extra butter, and, and I, you know, I have a Texas patty melt and the whole thing. Now I want yeah. Waffle House. I want Waffle House too. Like, like okay. So let's talk about dude things. Let's talk about this concept of let's let's get away from that because I'm gonna come back to it in a minute. Okay. Let's talk about this concept of beta males. Beta males. This idea that you have to 
metrosexual yourself or just kind of feminize yourself and it just becomes soft like like you if some woman pulls her foot shoe out and her foot is missing a toe and she wants to show you their stitches now i can't eat my grits right i can't eat my white male well i mean come on alpha male eat his grits I'd eat her toe. <laughs> it's the worst. I'd kiss her stitch. I've kind of got an issue with both sides of it. The super alpha male and then the super extreme. I'm not talking extreme. about the, the steroided tiny nut dude that. Yeah, well, they just ones that think they're alpha males. Yeah, they want to okay. come out there and they like they feel like they're brutes. Like they got to prove themselves. They're trying all to the overcompensate for something. Yeah. I mean, look at Tyson. Tyson's American Ninja Warrior. Right, he tests. He does all this stuff. He weighs. He weighs a ninety-five pounds. Uh, and, <laughs> I'm one seventy-five. What do you mean? Well, okay, so at at seventy, add, add, <laughs> add, add all right, eighty pounds to him. Add eighty pounds. <laughs> and so you know, add a small child to Tyson. That's what you get. But I mean, that's a great athlete. Like I wouldn't take yeah. it with him. I'd never try to put Tyson Pfeiffer in my pocket. I have an official USA boxing record of one and zero. That's for real. I did a radio stunt for the ticket here uh, a couple years ago. And I won. You do everything, thir- won Tyson. Third round TKO. Okay, I won. Yeah, this is a true story. Nice. This video out there. I wore a tutu, and here's why I wore a tutu. Because uh, if if I it doesn't matter if I won or I lost, if I'm wearing a tutu. The other guy, like his friends, are going to be like, "Yeah, you won, but you beat a guy in a tutu, <laughs> right?" But now he lost, and so his friends are going to be like, "Yeah, you lost to you a lost man to in a tutu." Me. So that was my hey, go-to. I had a Ninja yeah. Turtle tutu on, and uh, hey, won third round. One to zero in boxing, baby. Nice. It's on the Look US, at you. USA official boxing record. Look at a weigh in everything. So you're a professional boxer, so I'm not going to mess with the Undisputed, undefeated, undefeated, undefeated. <laughs> what, I, what I want to know, though, okay, so we've established we live in an age of objectification. It's hard to be a man. We've talked about, um, you know, this this other stuff about just going out there and being comfortable as a man, the beta male thing. That, and then all of a sudden you start talking about toxic masculinity, which to me, I don't believe toxic masculinity. It's an oxymoron. If you're toxic, you're not truly masculine. True. If you're truly masculine, you're not toxic. Because a masculine guy, there's no apologizing for being strong, no apologizing for being, um, you know, it's just rough, just being a dude. Yeah. And so – I saw this video the other day, because let's face it, we have these transgender guys that are going into women's sports and just beating their ass. I mean, they did, they're just, you know, there was a deal That's last, there was a deal ridiculous. two weeks ago where this guy, this transgender dude, woman, whatever he wants to call himself, he had balls, okay? So he called himself what he wants, but he had testicles. He's a man. And he was mad because yeah. he went in to get a Brazilian wax or whatever, and they wouldn't wax his balls. He's going to the wrong place. Yeah. Was, he went to the, he went to Steve's the wrong. Steve's a problem solver. I mean, you're just in the wrong place. Go to a place that will. Yeah. There's a business. There's somebody out there that will. Somebody will wax That's your like balls. the whole baking the cake thing. Okay, yeah. they won't make your cake. Go to a different place. Exactly. Right? It's like, I they won't agree. wax your balls. Don't go to go the to pretty place. kitty for your sack situation, you know? <laughs> yes. But that was the whole thing. It was discrimination, and everybody was talking about, oh, they won't wax this woman's balls. I mean, these were literal <laughs> statements that were being made. They won't wax this woman's balls. Now, look, I know if you can't handle this podcast episode, I really don't care because I'm sitting in a, in a room full of dudes, and we're going to talk about some real issues here. Yeah. This is how ludicrous that this show, this, this whole world has gotten. I mean, culturally, you got you got 
you got men who are pretending to be women or claiming to be women who are powerlifting. And and here you got all these girls. You got c- girls on college scholarships who have worked their entire life to get a college scholarship. They're going to go out there and run track. And some guy who used to be Leon and now he's Leota is going to go out there and and beat her ass in the four forty and beat her by, you know, fifty yards. So yep. what do you do? Then? Do you just do you just do you just change the mentality of saying sports to just men's sports and women's basketball to so just say, hey, we're just going to play basketball. And if you're going to be a woman, if you can make the team, make the team. And then if you get your ass beat, then here's what I want to see, Sean. You bring up a good point. Here's what I want to see. I want to see a transgender basketball player. I want to see a. Uh, I want to see a somebody that was born a man, transition to a woman or, or, or claims to be a woman, join the WNBA. Their ratings would go up. People Mark, would actually start watching. I like where your head's at for marketing. I think that's, that's factual. That's right. No, I want, nobody's watching coming. it now. Watch and see. It's coming. This changes this, this change the just, definition just of the sport then. Identify. Identify. Why don't you just have a transgender league? Or just, just close Look, sports. Okay, okay. There's nothing wrong with having a transgender league. You can have a men's league. You got a women's league. Anything wrong with that? Anybody complaining? No, and no. An either or. That's what you got. So then you have then you have a both and. Then you both have a and. both and or an either or, and that's what you call it. You call it the both and either or league. You have a transgender league and let transgenders compete with each other. If you were born a woman and you're now you're you're taking testosterone and growing a beard, you get in that transgender league. You identify as a man, but if you identify as a woman, you get in that league. That's what you do. Now we got four levels. We got four classifications of how you what, compete. What color plaid? Would their team wear plaid? Why does it have to be plaid? <laughs> Why does it have to be plaid? What that is he was, talking about? I thought that was what, uh, the thing. Chad, what gotta, you, we're not doing oh, okay. curling. What, was, what are we talking about? <laughs> I got a hot sports opinion on this. Um, I think the way to solve it um, is if you're a man, tra- if you're transitioning into an opposite sex uh, that you feel you are, um, that's you know that's that's your decision, the choice you're making, and. Uh, a consequence of that is that you're no longer be able to compete in um, against biological men, biological women. So, what we could have is a whole new league of just co-ed. So it doesn't matter; it's men, women, <laughs> um, anyone that's transitioning. So they just all play together because now it doesn't matter if you're a man transitioning to a woman or a woman transitioning to a man. You're playing a co-ed sports league with people that are biologically. So I think that would be the easiest. But then way you're to, gonna get in trouble when you have a co-ed UFC fight and you have a man beating the hell out of a woman, and no, you say, "Oh wait, there goes abuse." <laughs> no, no. Like it's, just, it's a full. No, it'll be the other way. It will be the women, women be- beating the hell out of the men because it's gonna be a biological male identifying as a mean, woman kicking his out of a biological woman that identifies as a man. So it's gonna happen every time. It's insane. So I don't think for hand-on-hand combat, um, I don't think that will. I don't think that would work. You can't. Do, they you, doing it though. They, wasn't that fight? It wasn't UFC. There was a there was female a that, or used you know to what, be that, a, that, yeah. everything from MMA to boxing. To, these people it's are killing insane. each other. No, no, I, I totally agree. I say that situation. I was going on the problem-solving route of how to solve that. <laughs> no, problem. I know. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, a. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hand-to-hand combat is not real. It's always going to be a one-on-one. It's just something that you can't do. Just like the um, the the high school student we had in Texas, that the wrestler that was breaking all the women's wrestling records. Yeah, um, that was all. Yeah, there were three was second matches. It was all hopped up on. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> it was a eight, 15 to eighteen-year-old like boy crushing all all the women. It's just well, it sucks because I read you know there was an article a couple weeks ago about the people that girls that the, a guy that a girl guy that ran track. And they beat out the two of them. The first and second place beat out all the natural girls, 
So they they're losing out on scholarships. So you have these yeah. girls that are real female girls that are worked their whole life. They worked their whole life and they can't get a scholarship now because you have people that are transitioning that are taking over their that t- that are getting scholarships. That shouldn't happen. Yeah. Our schools allowed it. I mean, culture is allowed. Culture, but that's, that's the problem. See, schools can't say no because culture is so deemed it as a thing that now they're going to be accused of hate crimes and sexism and bigotry if they don't allow it. So they, their hands are tied on this whole deal. My kid's not running against if – if she wants to run track, she's not going to run against a transgender. I'm, I'm going to be the guy that's going to – I'm sorry. She's not going to do it anymore because that's unfair. If you want to have a world where you have fair stuff, you can't have a guy girl beating the heck out of a girl. <laughs> I'm going to call it a guy girl. I'm not going to say I mean, it. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. If if okay, let's say Quinn is eighteen years old, nineteen years old. She grows up, she's a young, beautiful woman, and some guy punches her in the face. I'm gonna knock her out. I'm gonna knock him out, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But but <laughs> let's say that guy that punched her in the face, because a man shouldn't hit a woman, right? But let's say that man identifies as a woman. So it's a woman that hit a woman. And that I mean, like, what are you gonna do? I'm still knocking that punching guy in out. the face. <laughs> exactly. still a Come here, bruh. No, let me show you how you wax your balls. Yeah. That's that's what you do right there. But I I have now volunteered to wax your balls. <laughs> that's insane. Your balls coming off with the wax. But you see what I'm saying? This it's, is dumb. It's unfair. It's totally unfair. Yeah. Yeah. That's they why I think it. there's men, women, and then the other mixed whatever co-ed. But they're gonna have segregation, and it's it's a full it's a circle of you're not there's never gonna be a solution. Cause they're gonna be like, oh wait, you're separating us now. You're gonna you're making us. In, our own individuals. Okay, well, we've always separated. Well, it's just like the Boy Scouts. All of a sudden, they start having Girl Scout girls that make up a Boy Scout troop, and which that's is, ridiculous. It's which no is longer a, Boy Scouts. And I understand why they did it because the Girl Scouts don't do the same things as the Boy Scouts, and they wanted these girls to learn the things that the Boy Scouts were learning. Okay, well, they they just could have done it differently. Like, they, they could have done something else. They didn't have to call it the Boy Scouts. They could have created a whole other division. That's yeah. why I'm saying when it comes to sports. So you could have you could have men's sports, women's sports. You could have transgender sports. You know, those who identify as this, those who identify I mean, as that. We have the Paralympics. But, but, I mean, you got Special Olympics? Yeah, the Special Olympics. We can't – nobody's arguing say, hey, they should be playing basketball with these professionals. I mean, what, what if – okay, you remember the Johnny Knoxville movie? Mm-hmm. Where he goes out and he identifies, he, he pretended to be special needs so he could compete yeah. and they could bet on him and yeah. he just beat the hell out of everybody <laughs> in the Special Olympics. See, like that's a fun, it was a funny movie, but these days it's it's a true telling of society. What's keeping somebody from going out and identifying as a special needs person so that they can compete in the Special Olympics? It is stupid. I don't care how mad anyone on the planet gets at me for saying these things. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's ludicrous. It's unfair. It's ridiculous. It's asinine. I think they know that, too. Even the ones that argue against that, they know it's stupid. Like even the Target stuff. They just jump in the argument to argue. Yeah, like going to Target bathroom. Like if somebody walked to the bathroom after my little girl and it was a guy, I'm going to beat his ass. I'm sorry. What if he had explosive Why diarrhea? Why you got to be so violent, man? Is it because you're black? Because <laughs> we're talking about man stuff, right? Testosterone. Man stuff. Man, man stuff. And this ain't <clears throat> toxic. That's the thing. We say these things. People say, oh, that's toxic masculinity. It's, no, it's not toxic. No, I'm just saying It's man stuff. Look here. I had a little fuzz on my peach when I was about 13 years, 12, 13 years old. And I discovered, and I was like, I'm becoming a man. And then all of a sudden I started having hair in my armpits, things like that. And then I started growing a little hair on my face. So, and, and I was like, then all of a sudden the testosterone dropped. And all of a sudden I was a male dog, man. And I was like, no. <laughs> a male no, dog. No, I'm a male dog. 
<laughs> Alpha, baby, because I don't put up with this nonsense. And all of a sudden, you know what we wanted to do? We want to run around. We want to roughhouse. We want to wrestle with each other. We want to play guns, shoot each other with BB guns, we fire sti- bottle rockets out do. of our butthole. We did all this stuff, man. You know what? We we used to take a, a pencil and with an eraser and scrape our skin off until we get a scar. I still got a scar. I can see I'm 46 years old. I did it when I was in the sixth grade in Miss Schaffner's class. Let me tell you something. We did man stuff. You want to meet out on the playground? We met on the playground. We whooped each other's ass. We shook hands after we hugged each other's neck. We drank beer out in the woods that we stole out of somebody's garage refrigerator. That's what we did. We had this matted up Playboy magazine done been rained on for six weeks and we just peeling pages apart because they sat out in the woods and we go out there and sneak out there and say, have you seen this one? We kept ours under the bridge, Bear Creek Bridge. Everybody did it because we were men. <laughs> we were boys becoming men. And that's the thing. We were adolescent, but we were boys. And we had testosterone in our mm-hmm. blood and our veins. It came from our balls. And we were like, look at my balls. <laughs> look at my balls. And it's true. The problem is, as we grow up, where toxic masculinity comes in is when they come in, they can't put aside adolescence. They can't step aside and then become men. You can't set aside the childish things. You know what? We still think of women as a Playboy magazine. It's not. Women are individuals that should be respected. They should be protected. They should be guarded. They should be honored. They should be cherished. All these things. But the thing is, what we want to do is stay in that adolescent mindset like we found us a J.C. Penny catalog, and we're, and we're ogling them. Straight and to the middle. And the whole deal. You go to the full color right there, bras, panties, bras, panties, bras, panties. That's not what women were created for, man. That's why women, that's why women, and I'm going to piss everybody off right now. That's why women are about that much shorter than most men. You know why? So their chest, so your chest, their head can lay right here on your chest. You can put your arms around them and you can protect them. Just like this. That is a physical fact. And that's the way you were designed to be. And I don't care who thinks any differently. There's, I don't care. There's a tall woman out there really pissed it, right but now. But that puts all the good stuff at, at eye level. And I like that, too. I like that, too. But my wife, man, she fits right here. Right here. My girlfriend's right here. But my wife's right here. And it works, man. That's how you do stuff. Keep them close to the heart. You keep them right here. <laughs> they you put their head right here to your heart. That's the deal, man. You're you're a protector. You're a guarder. You're 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 a guide. You you are. Yeah, you might be the head of your home, but your wife is the neck that swivels ahead. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The whole deal. Mm-hmm. We have different. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And better know as a diamond t- and silk act. You mm-hmm. tell them, Chad. I am. <laughs> I'm telling you. We were stupid, but that's the thing. Americans don't know how to become men. They still they're forty five years old and they're still in their adolescence. I think I think a lot of problems these days is the lack of fathers in the homes, and you know, and the Chum. divorce rates are high and stuff like that. Or, uh, well, or even in a house with both my parents, you know, I think my mother taught me more about being a man. My dad showed me, yeah, you know, by by example. Man, that's a good point. That's, that's actually a good point. So my yeah. father died last year. My father's a good man. My father's a quiet man. He's a very strict man. Uh, uh, some people these days would look at how my father disciplined us, and they'd be like, well, that's kind of abusive. Now nah, we didn't look at it as abusive. He just bounced that class ring off your head. <laughs> Keep you know? it lined <laughs> out. <laughs> you know? I mean, pick you up by your hair, by your neck, whatever. But, I mean, we didn't do it again once we had, once that had happened. But but my mother used to say, now, my dad, he was, he was, he was, he had, he was not well. He had... Some medical issues and things like that, but he worked hard through all of that stuff. So I can remember my dad, you know, he'd come home, he'd, he'd worked, you know, 12 hours that day, and he was an engineer and he had a construction company and they'd go out there. And then he'd come home and he would sit down and he'd, he'd fall asleep. 
fall asleep right in the recliner. We know that. We all grew up with yep. that dad who was doing that. I what was fun is when you would take, we'd bring your friends home, and they'd be sitting back there. We called it the playroom back there where the television was. And my dad would be over there on the uh, – He'd be laying on the recliner, right? And, and he just, he'd have his pants unzipped, you know, and here's you and your friends or you and your girlfriend or whoever sitting on the couch behind him. He was in his recliner. He just reached down in there and started, <laughs> <laughs> started scratching his stuff. And I'd be like, hey, this is just my dad. But anyway, he didn't care. Nope. Doing man care. stuff. But my mother used to tell me all the time, she was like, look here, you ain't going to be like that. You're going to come up, you're going to learn how to cook. You're going to learn how to take care of things, clean, iron, all this stuff. And she taught me. My grandmother taught me. And and she said, because one day you're going to have a wife and there's going to be things that that ain't your job. That ain't your role. It ain't nobody's role. But one of these days you're going to have a time where you, your wife comes in after she's been working all day. And you say, put your feet up. I'm going to take care of dinner or whatever. And to this day, man, I've lived by that. That's yeah. my wife. It was, uh, yeah. you know, I, I can remember being a little, you know, little boy and my mom saying, hey, go hold that door open to a stranger. You know, it could be a stranger for her. Or whatever. My boys right and, now. And. and like I say, it was it, my mother taught me. My dad showed me. Mm -hmm. My wife walks up to a door right now. Now, you can call this toxic masculinity. You can call it condescending. I don't care. You ain't living my life. You ain't living in my household. Here's the thing. If my, my wife knows, and she's always known, and I've told her in public, if she starts to reach out towards the door, I said, I've told her, I said, you walk up that door and you stand still. Don't you reach out for a door handle. You wait. If I'm two steps behind you, you wait two steps till I get there. You don't open the door. And I don't care if that pisses somebody off or not. I do the same thing. Let me tell you, you know, you know when a man hold, opens a car door for a woman? He's either got a new woman or a new car. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes both. <laughs> That's a fact, Tyson. <laughs> Either got hey. a new woman or a new car. <laughs> just uh, just to chime in real quick, that stuff goes a long way though. Like I, I'm from Texas, but I live in California now, and um, I open the door for people, and um, they're all, they're shocked by it, but then they they appreciate it. They're like, oh my god, that's so nice. Like somebody hasn't done that in such a long time, and um, so that we're losing that. southern charm, so yeah. to speak. Um, still goes a long way, and people appreciate it. People walk up to me at the shows. They come up to do a meet and greet or whatever, and, and we're out on the road, and I'll, I'll tip my hat, or usually I'll take my hat off, right? And, and look, my favorite thing ain't taking my hat off, but I'll take my hat off, and I'll, I'll hug them one arm or shake their hand or whatever, and I'll do all that stuff. This is the woman. And if a man walks up with his woman, if a couple walks up, I always shake the man's hand first because, look, I'm not going to just start hugging on your woman until yep. I've met you because that's just yeah. respect. And so – you know, you have to look at things like that. These days, I was in L.A. and I was I was over in uh, I was in Beverly Hills. I was at the mall, and um, this woman was walking with a baby stroller, and she was walking towards the department store. And I just naturally, I came out of the department store, so I naturally just held, grabbed the door, and pulled it back open for. Her. And I was like, "Oh, I might have just done a bad thing here," because I'm, you know. I'm in Beverly Hills, and yeah. sometimes that don't go over so yeah, well. Man. But she thanked me because she had her hands full, right? She she had a baby and a baby stroller and the whole thing. She thanked me, so I was like, sigh of relief. But it's a shame that we live in a society where you have to second-guess yourself just for being polite. Hell, I was in Las Vegas, Nevada. I was walking from the MGM Grand over to New York, New York, right across the street. And I was walking down the deals, big, long you know, walkway, and I was walking behind these guys who were complaining, complaining, and complaining. They were young guys, and they were talking about, 
you know, they don't have this and I ain't got this and the Benz needs this and all this crazy stuff. We got to the doors. <laughs> well, the automatic doors didn't open up. Well, they just stood there like they didn't know what to do. <laughs> like they didn't like they just stared at them like, well, where do we, do we turn around and go back? I mean, the doors ain't opening. And I just walked past them and grabbed the door and opened it up. And walked on through, and I'm like, "Where is this? What does this society come it's, to?" Uh, that's no different. Last uh, when we were headed to New Mexico, and I made the comment about the the girl changing the tire on the side of the road with a guy, and um, he was sitting there watching, watching her change the tire. I'd be fine and, with that. Yeah, I, I would be too a little bit. <laughs> I don't know to change a tire, but the fact that it was AAA, a girl, bro. she AAA. was changing the tire. Good I mean, he's just standing there lost. But maybe he was standing out there, like, waving traffic, like, move over, woman nah, at he work here. He didn't, he didn't you want know? his skinny jeans. We were in Ireland. So, you, you know, you rent a car in Ireland, you drive on the other side of the road, you have to drive a manual transmission with your left hand, which Ooh, if you're tough. not used to that, that's a different <laughs> that's deal. That's tough. Yeah. So, in the roads are real narrow and all this stuff. So, about our fifth day in, fifth day into this trip, we pull up and there's this real beautiful scenic area and we stop and take some pictures, Jade and I, and, and this guy and girl come driving up in their deal. She's driving. He's riding. Right. And uh, we were making jokes about driving on the wrong side of the road. She says, well, I'm doing all the driving. She goes, he, he can't drive a manual. He can't drive a stick. And I'm like, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. And I know that's the problem. There's people in this generation who are listening to me talking about it and they're like, well, I mean, there's a lot of people that can't do it. Let me tell you something. I knew how to drive a stick shift. My father told me, he said, you do, you will learn how to drive everything with wheels, from yep. a lawnmower to a tractor to a backhoe to a front-end loader to a bulldozer to a tank to an 18-wheeler. You're going to learn how to drive everything got wheels on it. And he taught me that. And so I was driving a stick shift when I was – my first car, I bought it when I was uh, – when I just turned 15 years old, Mazda 626, five-speed. My first two vehicles were both – Standard yeah. transmission. I have Tiptronic on my car. I just press the paddles on the side and it just all the stuff you're I need to do. Bougie <laughs> shot. I don't know what you're talking about. Look, now you just got to think one, about it and it starts two. moving forward. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just a similar thing. The uh, car transmission, just like uh, calculator. People not don't need math because they got their iPhone and do the calculator. The car is like I know. years now. Steve, what's seven times eight? Fifty six. All right. See, there Steve knows he's another generation. Not times nine. 81. 81. Okay. Hey. I love it. See? Don't hey. ask him about history, but by God, he nailed it down on that multiplication <laughs> table. <laughs> you tell money. I used to get beaten for multiplication, boy. That still oh. beats me up a oh, little I got, bit. I used to get whoopings. My dad used to it. drive me crazy. He'd ask me. He just out of the clear blue. Boom. There it is. Yeah. Seven times one. Seven yeah. times six. Or two. Oof. I mean, just get out. Beatings. Mm-hmm. Oof. But, because I'm kind of a sports car nerd. The automatic transmissions do actually make the cars go faster than the uh, than the five speeds now. Than the manual. I get that Tesla will drive itself. Oh yeah. But but my thing is, you should know how. You should know how. Because if if the apocalypse happens, only manual cars are going to work. <laughs> Steve went to jail for stealing the tractor. I know how to drive a standard. <laughs> <laughs> the John Deere six speed yeah. ripping he through the gates <laughs> made it sexy. We're past the statute of limitations, right? Like, oh well, no, those were charges were expunged, so <laughs> oh. it's like it never happened. There we go. So that's the kind of thing, man. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, you men out there and, and and you women, give your men permission to be men. Just let them be men. I mean, because they're gonna fart, they're gonna belch, they're gonna gripe, they're gonna scratch themselves, they're gonna. 
make weird noises at the dinner table under their armpit with their hand. And, and it's just, you know, they go, they want to watch football. There's only like they, they, one job at our house that is like a man's job, according to my wife. Taking out the trash. No. Oh. Killing bugs. Ah, that's a good one. She will, she'll take out the trash. She'll do all this other kind of stuff. When it comes to bugs, she's like, nope, that's your job. I think these traditional gender roles like actually help relationships. <laughs> I mean, I think there's an argument to be made for that. You know, everyone everyone knows kind of like. Well, we talk about that. I mean, you know, Jade Jade does certain things that you know traditionally might be the man's role to do things. I came in yesterday, garage door, uh, you know, comes up and there's there's this you know she had it all stacked up. There's all these bags of trash that were out there. She brought them to the garage. I took them to the street. Mm-hmm. Right, so there was that. So I, I finished. I finished that deal. Like I didn't ask her to do that. Didn't expect her to do that. But you know, it's just you just do what works. Well, and our wives are a little different because we are gone half the time, almost half the time. So they take on roles that normally, you know. Well, that's why we're married to them because because we've married strong women, yeah. women who are individuals. I love what Will Smith said. Well, you know, Will Smith said, "Look, it's not my responsibility to make my wife happy." She should be happy as an individual. I'm happy as an individual. And then we get together as a couple, then we're happy together. It's not our responsibilities. And I've always said that. You don't find, if you get into a relationship, it's not about uh, uh, becoming, uh, you don't find an identity as a couple. Yep. You find an identity as an individual. And if those two individuals can come together, then, okay. But but if, if we're out doing this or, or you know your wife's out doing this or vice versa, then... Then it does. You don't lose who you are because that other person's taken away. That's when relationships get toxic. Yeah, that right there, because because you don't you've lost a part of you if that person's taken away. Look, I'm a complete puzzle all by myself. And look, humanity, <laughs> we're all puzzles. Mm-hmm. We're enigmas wrapped up in a joke, man. I mean, we really are. We're still all trying to figure ourselves out. But I'm my own complete puzzle. All the pieces are here. If you look at your life like a puzzle and think about it, say, okay, I'm not a yard sale puzzle that's missing nine or ten pieces. All the pieces are in the box. I just got to figure out where all the pieces go. That's how a human being finds their identity. I find out where all the pieces of my life go. Now, I'm hoping that I don't have some flawed yard sale individual that is the other side of my life. I got to find that person who's got all the pieces in their box, too. Now, it's up to you. And I'm going to help you put your puzzle together. You help me put my puzzle together. We get together. It's going to be a beautiful picture. But if you don't do that, you're going to have a lot of missing pieces. That's what's wrong with relationships. And if men don't come out of their adolescence, let me tell you, these guys don't want to sit around being playboys when they're 50 years old. Look at Jeffrey Epstein. Here's Jeffrey Epstein. Here's a guy who's a billionaire playing $77 million Manhattan, you know, house. And this guy's in jail for what? Pedophilia? Yeah. For, for messing around with children? A billionaire? You know what you could do with a billion dollars? If y'all read Fifty Shades of Grey? Do a lot. I mean, you could tie <laughs> girls up and they love it. It's nuts, man. And he's in there for underage, and I'm not even making jokes about it. It's horrible. Here's a guy. Why? Because of what? All the pieces of the puzzle weren't in his box. Yeah. Right? They weren't there. You got to do that, man. Now, Make sure you- now he's toxic masculinity. Yeah, that, that's, that's that right but there. But that's, that's not masculinity. Mas- masculinity. Not, but it's yeah. not masculinity. But that's the point. That's what you said it before. It might be you toxic maleness. Yeah, you, but you can't be both. Monster, like you said before. Yeah, it's toxic monster. It's- yeah, I mean that's that's what that is. But but people, there are people. I've always said you got to find your identity. 
you got to find your destiny and leave a legacy. If you know who you are, you can figure out where you're going. And once you accomplish that, even when you're gone, you'll leave something behind. So identity, destiny, legacy. Once you do those things, and this is so important as a man, most liberating thing, liberating thing a man can do is figure out who he is. Take the mask off. Frederick Nietzsche said that you can only wear two faces to the world for so long before you forget which one is the real one. And so many men are wearing masks. That's why, let me tell you, five, six years ago, I took the mask off and I said, I'm going to be me. I don't give a if the world likes it or not. I don't care who appreciates it. I'm going to be me. And I'm not going to try to be my mentors. I'm not going to be the people that I look up to. You know, I'm not going to be the people that I listen to. Or I, I'm going to be me. If you don't like it, screw it. And I'm going to be me. I like it. Put it foul! There we go. I like it. Put it foul. Man stuff. Man stuff. Being a man. Yeah, I think my hair grew on my chest a little bit. You know, you you on TV and you on live shows and stuff like that, you're the same person all the time. Everybody asks me, is he like that all the time? (laughs) Yes, it's annoying as hell, too. But It is. It is. We get in the hotel rooms, I start yelling like this sometimes. My mom gets on to me all the time. She's like, I just wish you wouldn't. I'm like, Mom, I'm going to be me. I'm going to be me, and I'm happy about it. I love my you know, I love my family. I love my mother. But I ain't going to be judged by anybody. If you want to judge me, that's fine. Judge me. Do you think, like, being on the TV and being on – that actually helped you come no, out? Or no, is that... no. I became me, and that's what put me on those platforms. Okay. I, I wasn't doing that until – once I became me, once I took the mask off, then it's almost like the clouds opened up, and God threw one big old finger through there and touched me and said, bing! There it is. And all of a sudden the door started opening up because until then I was faking it. Yeah. Until then I was apologizing. I didn't want to be me. I was embarrassed by me. I was insecure. People ask me all the time. They're like, man, you got so much confidence. I'm like, no, I was this insecure kid, insecure kid. I was, I was this person that just had no, like, look, I mean, come on, man. I go out in public all the time wearing a cowboy hat. One of the most ridiculous things you can wear unless you own a horse, unless you're yeah. on one. I don't mean I own one, but I mean if you're on one. Like, yeah. it, like people want to make fun of me and tell me, oh, you play. No, this is just me, man. It's my life. It's my world. It's the world I come out of. It's the world I live in. And I'm just hanging out in here. And, and here's the thing. Like, you know, we laugh all the time about doing keto diet, losing weight, yep. stuff like that. Look, I'm going to weigh 210 pounds when I die. You tell the Paul <laughs> Bears to weigh them, to just whoever you're going to get, weigh the coffin. I'm going to add 210 pounds to it. But that's what I'm going to be because that's what I am. Mm-hmm. Call it a dad bod, whatever. I got my tattoos. Somebody said the other day, they were like, man, you got so many tattoos. How can you be a Christian and have all them tattoos? You kiss my ass. Cause that's who I am. Where's that angry white male? Angry white male. <laughs> well, I don't see every that. Every tattoo pop up. on my body is like Abraham's altar, man. You know, every time something happened in Abraham in the Old Testament, every time something yep, happened, it's like he built an altar. Yep. Every one of these tattoos right here, they're a permanent scar on my body. It's an altar to something. Even even the cock on my chest, my thunder chicken right here. Uh-oh. I'm gonna show it to you. I'm bringing it out. Oh no! There it is. There Boom. it is. Cock and do right there. Look at it. That's a, a good looking phoenix. You know th- why? It's a thunder my chicken. My life was over, man. Yeah. It was dead. I was in the ashes, and the phoenix came back. But he freehanded that, and that looks like a chicken beak. So I call it my thunder chicken. Yeah. My thunder chicken. Baby. Don't show the nip. We're gonna have to blur it out. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Got some pasties. Yeah. Just like in El Paso, man. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, what was it, Tyson? El Paso is known for two things, man. Spicy food and dark nipples. <laughs> you can see them both at the public pool. You can see pool. them both at the pool, man. <laughs> yeah! I love it, Shawnee. That's what I love about it, man. I love being a man. I just love being a man. 
You know, if I want a steak tonight, I'm going to go get a steak. That's right. to have a burger. Go get a burger. I've been thinking about burgers. I'm going to go grill a burger. Mm-hmm. Let your man be a man. Give your man permission to be a man. That's a big deal. It is. I don't need permission. It is a big deal. It, you know, it, Tony, nope. t- she'll tell me, she'll say, you need to go, you need to go get some, you know, yeah. guy time. We do that. It's like. We do that. Mm-hmm. We do that. Yep. We've all been on the road together. Every man in this room, take. You going with us? We've been on this. We've been on the road together. And sometimes you just got to do man stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about toxic stuff. No. Man stuff. Smoke a cigar. Yeah. Yep. Sip whiskey. Smoke a cigar. I just mm. bought. I just bought a brand new. It's gorgeous humidor. I saw it. Gorgeous. It came in like Jade was like, okay. So the humidor for my cigars, and 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 Jade was like, it came in and she looked at. it. She goes, wow, this is a pretty, just a really pretty thing. She's like, it's prettier than I thought it would be. It's a gorgeous piece of you know it's a box it's like six times the it size makes of you mine feel like a man you know <laughs> and now i'm gonna go shopping and buy me some cigars and have a good time buy a good scotch i brought you back an oban whiskey mm-hmm. sean from ireland oh, and i, I brought you it. back some green spot they're whiskey already gone. They're gone. i drank all mine and, and, and you, you i mean just just like just man stuff I open it up and Aaron, knows, she, does, she doesn't even want it. She knows that's Sean's drink. I'm like, Sean's that's, drink. that's right. You know, I, daddy I go juice. Out, I go to the liquor daddy store. Juice. And I'm not, look, I'm not, if you don't drink, you don't drink. But you know what? Maybe you like to go fishing. Maybe you like to go snow skiing. Maybe you like to go out and hunt. Maybe you just want to go hiking. You want to go sit in the woods somewhere. You sit in a hammock somewhere and collect your thoughts. Just go do what makes you feel alive. That's mm-hmm. the deal. Because men are not made for the sidewalk. They're made for the wild. you got to put them out there. Put some dirt under their feet. Eat dirt. Rub mud on it. Spit on your wounds. Just do all that stuff. I'm <laughs> telling you just just that's what we used to do you scab your knee up spit on it rub some dirt on it spit on it eat dirt i don't care what you do drink out of a water hose fire hydrants I'm a city kid. I'm sorry. How did you get the water out of it? You had, you had some kids. You had like that, a giant wrench? Yeah, you had kids. That's that, pretty manly, though. If you had one of those giant <laughs> wrenches, hey, you just you talk you to the F-D-N-Y, F-D-N-Y, easy tiger. You talk to the, you talk to the super. The super in the building had the, the giant wrench. The giant wrench, and you'd uh, open it up for the kids, which was illegal. But you drink out of the hydrant? Why not? It's water. It's water. Somebody needs to take Bougie Sean out to the stock tank and let him go swimming. I did. So what? Easy twelve. So to what? So <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. Something about a stock stock tank. Stock tank. Is that yeah. where they grow the fishes? No, the ones that cattle drink out of. Out in the pasture. Out the pasture. Get into. Oh, okay, okay. Look, I had, a, I had a stream. I had a stream behind my behind my house growing up. We had a creek, and it's still on the family property. We go there. We we got thirsty. We scoop water up out of it and drink it. Yeah, you're fine. I'm fine. And, I'm and I mean, we, we catch crawdads in them. I, I can remember guys eating raw crawdads. Man, they just they catch those crawdads in the creek and they would pull them out and they eat the meat out of it. And I'm like, I ain't that hungry, but whatever. It's like sushi. Their own. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like fish. A country boy Smell sushi. like chicken, but it tastes like fish. <laughs> <laughs> Smell like fish, but it tastes like chicken. <laughs> Whose accent is that? I was going to say, what, what's your friend's name? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's Cheech. <laughs> what's he doing at the stock tank? Yeah. <laughs> but, but just go, just give. I, I, there's so many emasculated men that are out there, though. That don't have the freedom to go out, and I love it when I see. I've got some friends out there, you know them. We got friends that, you know, they they just take off and they're like, you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna go out and do stuff, just stuff, yeah, just yeah. just you know, run naked through the snow. I don't care. <laughs> stuff to feel wild, man. It's crazy. manly, manly stuff. Just do it. But then at the same time, the key to it is if you can add sensitivity to that. That's a real man. Somebody that knows. You might have callous hands, but you got a velvet touch. That's the deal, because you still have the feminine in your life. 
you have that, and you need to know how to relate to that, and that's a big deal. And when you don't know how to relate to that, that's when it becomes toxic or or when it becomes habitually abusive. It's toxic. You can't do that. So it, there's, a fi- there's a balance there. you got to find that. You know, we don't just grunt and scratch and all that stuff and expect our women to be okay with that. I mean, take your shoes off when you come in a darn house. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Take a shower every now and then and, and you know, learn how to. Put some beard know, oil on. Put a little beard on. Get booty. Even if you don't have a beard, just put it on. Just put it on. Yeah. Just, just somewhere on your body, there's, there's a place yeah. where more hair grows than others. Yeah. Put the beard oil there. Right there. <laughs> right? For some guys, it's a it's on a small back. the back, right above the cheeks. <laughs> like, like, I got two little patches. I got wings <laughs> right here. I got two little patches. There you go. Like, why the hell does the hair start growing right here? <laughs> like, right here. Just two little, bam, like palm-sized patches. I mean, and my wife, she'll just run her fingers yeah, through it. And so I'm like, no, stop! That way, no, it comes back, look, full circle. When her hand, her head is resting on your chest right there, she can put her hands back there <laughs> and just hold on. <laughs> got those, Tyson, the philosopher. <laughs> got those patches. <laughs> you can shave grip. that. They make one of them shavers. You can just reach back there. Do they? Yeah. Like long arms? Like a long arm shaver. That Shut up. No, I get saw me on Amazon. No, they have it's it. on Amazon. Man, what? Takes the hair right out. I'm not that much of a man. Some people have to use that to wash their back, but you can also Here's shave. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, okay, so we, Sean, remember we were, uh, uh, remember me, you, and Jason were, and Sean were in um, somewhere. We went to Denny's to eat. <laughs> Very specific. Oh, yeah. That was in, that was coming back from Houston. to, oh, to Is Wichita that the Falls. bad service place or no service place? No, that was me, you, and Vince. Oh, okay. And then and then you, we were in there, and there was this dude. Oh, he looked like a Chewbacca. No, that was where, that's where we had the black waitress. Yeah. And she was talking normal to us, and then she talked demonics to you, and you looked at her confused. I was like, you didn't know what she was. Like, she was trying to tell you something. And I was yeah, like, Sean, do you understand what she's saying? And you're like, I don't have a clue <laughs> i just wanted i just wanted an avocado <laughs> i wanted an omelet with avocado she's like honey boo dead boo dead i said <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about you want some watermelon and so, i was like do you know what she's saying he's like i don't have a clue so anyway she's just trying to stay woke <laughs> she was woke i don't know i she think she was yeah. woke. <laughs> but but so we're sitting in there and i look over and there's this guy wearing a tank top Mm. And I'm like, bro, it's hot outside. Why are you wearing a sweater? I mean, what? What? I, he was hairy. He was so hairy. He's just Chewbacca. like, just like you couldn't see his skin. He was mm-hmm. so hairy. Like, why would you put on a tank top to do that? Like, why would you put on a shirt? Just come out shirtless. Just, just come out shirtless. <laughs> you're already. You're like you're so. You shave your hair like a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> just little bands from little here down. Shirt, make a V-neck shirt. <laughs> this guy could have done it. He was a gorilla, la, 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 la. <laughs> it was terrible. But I'm like, you know what? Some just, women just, like that. Just though. be a dude. Yeah. Just be a dude. Let Sean the hair wears grow. Tank, he wears tank tops. But I, I but I look good in them though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it comes. I look good in my oh, tank tops. My shirt open. Here you go. Easy oh. shaft. Easy <laughs> shaft. Let him know. <laughs> Show off the taco meat. That's all taco meat right here. Taco meat. That's it. Taco meat. I'm trying to think of what black people eat. This meat, hey, this, chicken, like <laughs> <laughs> the most obvious one. I'm talking about black meat. Taco meat. Look at this brisket right here. Brisket. Come on, yeah, look at this brisket right here, Johnny Boo. Look at Wait, no it. Bri- up. Come on, there it is. There it is. That's one of my favorite pictures. I got Justin from Nine Line and me and you. We're just sitting at the bar like this, all just, yeah, just all spread out like this. There you go. Just being a man. I'm a just, man. Just comfortable, man. You know what? If I'm a little bit overweight, tough. Love me. Just love me. I'm fine with being overweight. 
80% body fat right here. Oh, look at that. Look at that. You done, you done got all. Look at that. This is 30% body fat right here. <laughs> there look we at go. this. Look at this. I'm just going to start it. inserting like sensor bars over all. No, of them. no. Oh, that'd be great. Let it go. Why let are you going to this? There's nothing wrong with this. totally put black bars on it. Look at this. Let them hold it. That's, Party time, Mom. That's manly right there. I had to get this out. I had to just talk about men today because men are they're a dying breed. America, they, I don't want to. You know what? When you wear skinny jeans and you fart, you get a man bun. That's all I'm saying. It, it, you got, you got, you got to work on this stuff, guys. Be men. Scratch your balls. I don't care if anybody's offended by this episode. I don't care. I'm giving men permission to be men, and I'm telling you, women, let them be men. Now, don't come at me sending me messages talking about, oh, but he did this and he did that. And blah, blah, blah. You had a bad man. You need, you need a good man. Find you a good man. A man that knows who he is. He's wearing too many masks. He didn't get out of his adolescence. That's the bottom line. And and just let it go with that. So you you women out there, you, you, you single moms or whatever, your dads or beta males, and you don't know how to talk to your sons about sex. and all, Show them this episode. Show them. With a straight face, tell him. <laughs> Even Aaron tells me sometimes, put some bass in your voice. I'm like, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. You want whoa. that? Whoa. Do, you, do you really want that? She oh. says, put some bass in your voice, Sean. I'm like, girl. oh, okay, girl. girl. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll stop being sensitive with you then. I'll be real. Like, oh, now, we, now, we joke girl. about it, but it's funny because I watch your relationship with your daughter, mm-hmm. and it's precious. It's great. I mean, you went, to, you went to the gym, to the store, the whole deal, wearing a little... Kitty ears. Kitty ears yeah. on your head all day yesterday. I didn't care. Yeah. I, I mean, I got stared at in the men's locker room, and I was like, fine, look at me. Have you ever seen the old dudes that go in the locker What is that with the old men in the gym locker rooms that just walk around naked? Naked? I'm, I they, don't know. I mean, what is it, dude? It's a universal thing. You mean you're not Man. supposed to do that? They, but it's... <laughs> Mm. Like, who wants to see that little silly putty hanging around? I mean, like, dude, hey, you walk around, you got the flabby little mad. white butt, and you got a little folds in your cheeks like this. Uh. And I'm like, it is. It's nasty. What is it universally about they're being old men? Though. men because they can't do it at home, so they got to do it there. No, I don't know, man. It's like a World War II era thing. I don't know. He's got my Like my dad back in the day, my dad would just get stripped down and just go in the gym. I'm like, dad, 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 yeah, dad. No, we, dude. we going home. You can take a shower at the house. I mean, not like you, not like you put on a suit. Dad, come on. But I mean, there's something about that generation that just wants to walk around naked everywhere they go in the gym. I'm going to get to that point, I think, though. Just turn that age, you're like, I'm done with clothes. Yeah. What a hassle. <laughs> Being a man, going back to caveman roots. What age is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, my Lord, have mercy. Here we go, folks. All right. Send your hate mail to Steve at watchchad.com. We don't care. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Go to watchchat.com. Catch us out on the road. We're going to do some live shows. Tyson Pfeiffer. Tyson Pfeiffer is a hilarious comedian. You need to go to TysonPfeiffer.com. That's F-A-I-F-E-R. Pfeiffer. TysonPfeiffer.com. TysonTheComic.com. Go out there. Find him on the road. Always doing shows. Always hilarious. Go do that. And, of course, Bougie Sean. It don't matter. He coming home with me. Yeah. Hi, Bo. Party foul. Steve Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians, and Mark. The puppet master himself driving this starship. Hey, I hope we pissed you off. Go be men. I love y'all. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.